0: music mm-hmm. Hey Star Wars fans and Rule of the Galaxy fans, and welcome to another week of Rule of the Galaxy podcast. I'm your host, Dave, this week. Joe is uh Joe is out this week. So you're back with the uh Rule of the Galaxy after dark crew, the crew that covered uh House of the Dragon that covered Andor
1: a couple weeks.
0: The uh the, the grooves, I was gonna say the gruesome twosome, but it's more of a threesome. That's kind of a weird way to start.
1: <laughs> right. Do we do we have to give an earmuff warning this <laughs> yes. after dark? Just earmuff it for me, all right?
0: Yeah, so it is me, Brent, and Alfie, and we are here for chapter 187 of Rule of the Galaxy podcast, and we're going to send around the horn right now. We'll start with Alfie. Alfie, how are you doing?
1: Doing good, man. I really enjoyed this episode, and, you know, always happy to talk the wars, as Brent says. I got a second, so I got a little
0: screwed up. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. We're, we're all good. We're off to a roaring start. Brent, how are you doing tonight?
2: I'm doing good, and I remarked earlier, if this is 187, it's gonna there's going to be a murder somewhere, and right off the top, you murder me out of it by calling it the gruesome twosome and then forgetting about me. So I'm already getting murdered off the top of the show.
0: Well, I w- I knew it was three of us here, but I was going to say... The gruesome twosome. I don't know. Right.
2: You already committed a 187 on me right before we start the show. I feel
0: like, I feel like Wilco at this moment. All right. I'm exactly. Just you, know. you pulled a rampart on me. And, and we haven't had, you know, we're, we're going to be talking about, you know, some Star Wars news tonight. Obviously, the newest episode of The Bad Batch. Order 69 has not happened yet. I'm waiting for Order 69 to happen.
2: Oh. From my brain went to order 66 and i was like wait a minute it has happened but no order 69 has not yet
0: yeah that's when all the tr- all the clones are going to be gone
2: i don't know they just keep disappearing though we'll get to it but they just keep disappearing you guys aren't watching the right star wars films
1: <laughs> this is
2: true this is true
1: you, you, have know to have what?
2: Spe- you have to have special access for those i i, I don't know if i have that access
1: yet. i know uh, and just order be sure to clear a web browser afterwards
0: <laughs> order 69 on google probably would yield something i'll say
1: <laughs> it, it does <laughs> so <laughs> uh, in all fairness so in all fairness there is an actual wikipedia page for order 69
0: oh so it actually exists kind of <laughs> <laughs> all right well, you guys you're gonna out have, there, we're going to have some, right.
2: Somebody's going to log on Wikipedia and just check it out just to see if Alfie put something on We need to get, what's his name? Uh, what was the guy? Willie harms or uh
0: Tom line. No, one of those. Guys? No, no.
2: The, uh, the guy we had on the the main Supreme oh. emperor,
0: the Supreme, yeah, Supreme emperor. emperor. Yeah.
2: He's going to, he's going to come at us again with
1: uh
2: order 69
1: on Twitter. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We need the history of it. Just to clear it up. It's pretty obvious that it's a parody you know it's lighthearted and fun but i'm i won't go into the details you can (laughs) look that up yourself all right i'm going to tomorrow it doesn't doesn't disappoint either it doesn't it's okay all right all right well so we're off to a great start yes (laughs) we are after dark absolutely
0: so i got a couple notes here um you know, I didn't see anything too crazy as far as Star Wars news this week. I jotted some stuff down. Joe had some stuff, and I know Alfie has some. Uh, one thing I wanted to hit on, uh, which was announced today, is uh, the Mandalorian trailer will be premiering, what is it, this Saturday? Monday. Monday? Yeah. ABC.
2: So, whatever ESPN, ABC has a game. So, Monday, I think. January 16th.
0: Monday, January 16th. You Third will have time. Yes, you'll have to watch a football game, which I will be watching anyway. Uh, And did they confirm during halftime?
1: Uh, Yes, the ESPN press release says halftime of the Monday Night Football wildcard game on January 16th.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so we're going to get a new Mando trailer, which I'm extremely excited about. Uh, the comment section was pretty funny on Twitter reading it because there was a lot of people saying like, I don't want to have to watch football to see this trailer. <laughs> Like, I know it usually just goes out on YouTube, like usually yeah. like right when it releases on TV.
1: It's still that kind of fun Super Bowl, you know, mentality of, you know, waiting the whole game for halftime to start. And then, you know, the announcers usually get into it and, you know, give a nice lead in and it starts think um the last jedi was shown at a was it a bears game on monday night football i, I think you're right because i know i watched that when
0: when they revealed that trailer i think
1: you watched it first like at the game or you know in the game and then it cut the commercial and showed it uh, more in a theatrical way I love marketing
0: for a movie like that when it's like when it's just hardcore, when they're when they're doing stuff like that, like I I hope there's something with the Mandalorian like that i hope we're gonna hear joe buck and troy aikman do one of those spiels where like you can tell the announcers
1: yeah yeah. they have no idea what they're talking about
0: oh yeah i can i can hear aikman
2: just stumble over it and try to act like he's excited for star wars well Troy, uh, as
1: the
0: the battle rages on on the field there's a battle going on elsewhere and that's on mandalore (laughs) joey's got to
1: do a skit of that i know
0: Little Joe Buck, Troy Aikman action. At the same time,
1: wouldn't it be kind of cool if
2: they just nerd out for a second and they actually are true Star Wars fans? Oh, I would love that.
0: I'm a Joe Buck fan, personally. I mean, they, he's, he's hated in Philadelphia, but I'm a fan of his, actually.
1: They drop a
2: Mara Jade reference or something before they go to it.
1: I'm thinking The Force Awakens was during a halftime of an NFL game, and it wasn't really nerdy or anything, but you could tell the announcer was really excited for it. Like he, he was, he couldn't get through his spiel fast enough to be able to watch it. Dude, that was 2015.
2: Lots happened in my life since then before that, like yeah, I had no idea.
0: It does seem like forever ago. Honestly. I mean, point. that's, that's an eternity in my life. Yeah. Do you imagine uh, Ryan McGee? Nah. if they,
1: uh, <laughs> <Can> you <imagine laughs> Ryan McGee? I know I'm a nerd, so it's true. I, I mean,
2: I, I I'm a nerd as well, but I'm not. I
1: seriously, I I could not remember back to when that happened. I can However, still remember going to see Happy Gilmore. Not Happy Gilmore. Uh, what? Well, it just. Uh, yeah. No, no, no. The football. Just to one. see. Just to see. The, to see uh, the episode one trailer. I saw yeah. it twice that day. Yeah. yeah, if there was
0: ever a movie that the trailer got me insanely, insanely hyped for that I was like shaking before going into the movie, it was the Incredible Hulk movie with Eric Bana playing Hulk. If you remember that movie, <laughs> yeah, I remember that movie. I was a kid then, and well, I was, you were David's age, weren't you? I was probably like ten,
1: I'd say. Okay i wanted my money back after that movie
0: i went saw it i remember my brother was like that sucked i'm like no it didn't it was great i like had the figure and everything like i couldn't comprehend like i remember everybody like saying it was a horrible movie and i'm just like i loved it oh man anyway moving on another note that i have um is that uh, this was from Star Wars stuff on Twitter that uh, it's been revealed that uh, the Wolves will be making an appearance in the Ahsoka show? Now, I don't, I, I still have not finished Star Wars Rebels. That's a problem. I've only watched about half of that show. Is is more of her interaction with the Wolves and Rebels or in Clone Wars? Because I have them Rebels. next up. Rebel.
2: She she didn't really interact. It was Ezra that was the one that interacted. That was an Ezra thing. Okay. Well then, because one of Ezra's things, as you watch it, and I'm sure you've seen this in episode in season one and season one and season two, since you're halfway through, Ezra seems to have a force connection with animals. That's one of his like that's one of his skills that he starts to develop. Is he can kind of sense them. He can talk to them, and he can communicate with animals. And the Dire Wolves in uh, Lothal have some powers, and Ezra is able to connect with them. So that's more of an Ezra thing um, than it was an Ahsoka thing. So I guess that's also telling me that Ezra will be making more of an appearance than just cameos. I know they, I know they have a guy. I know he's there, but he may be more, more central to the plot than just a couple like side character, supporting character.
0: And when's our release on Ahsoka again? Do we know that by any chance off the top of our heads right now? Mm,
2: I think it's spring. It's in
0: 23, right?
2: Yeah. Spring at the earliest, I think. So March, April, May. If I remember correctly, I don't have any definitive answer. I'm just going based upon what I can kind of remember people talking about until it gets pushed back like the Bad Batch or something like that. But I thought it was March, April, May.
0: I honestly think this is going to be an excellent There's no year official yet.
1: It's just uh, 2023. Okay. 2023.
0: All right. As long as it's coming within the next year. I mean, we got plenty of stuff coming out within the next year. So I think it's going to be an awesome year for Star Wars. I really do. Although last year was good. We got a lot of good content last year. Not that I loved all of it, as you guys heard last episode. If you haven't listened, you can check that out. But, uh, yeah, I just have a very good feeling about this year. Cause I feel like it's already starting off with a bang right now. So, uh, Alfie, you had some news points too. Uh, what, what did you want to hit on?
1: Okay. Uh, following up with the Ahsoka news, uh, skeleton crew will be wrapping up in March, which to me seems a lot sooner than would be expected. I was figuring that would just getting started, but it's, from what I've been reading, it's been filming right alongside Ahsoka, and March isn't that far away. So, could it be a late 2023 release as well? Because remember, Book of Boba Fett took about six months from post in
2: post production, if I remember correctly. Again, and we can ha- we can argue about the quality of the post production on that, right? That can be left to be desired. But I feel like Obi Wan and Boba were about a six months post production. So that would put us basically Christmas time, ish, November, November, December, Christmas time,
1: for if we're talking about a six month post production. Yeah, because it's still listed as uh, coming out in twenty twenty three. So
2: I'm not sitting here and telling you that that's exactly what's going to come out, but
1: seems about a fr- right.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, and what's crazy to me is I just went on IMDb and just looked it up for the hell of it just to do a checkup when Alfie was talking about it, and they still only have uh, Jude Law as the only actor listed on IMDb. Like, uh, I don't know anybody else who's going to be in this show.
2: Well, the, it's going to be kids. I mean, we're going to, like, and so they might be keeping the names of them, because who knows who they are? Goonies and in does, space. It doesn't matter. What's that? Goonies in space. Well, I don't know. Everybody tries to say Stranger Things in space too. So if you read any or listen to any of the Star Wars stuff or read any of the posts, they're trying to say it's a. I don't know.
1: It's a. It's a gang of kids going through. Well, oh, some... but yeah. To me, Stranger Things is a kind horror... of new take of Goonies.
0: Like a horror take too,
2: right? Yeah. So it's not like Goonies is more the comedy adventure, and this is more horror. Str- yeah. Stranger Things is more horror.
0: Which I definitely think is going to be fun. I'm like, I I really think this show is going to be sneaky good. You know, they got an A-list actor and Jude Law in it and everything. So. (laughs) Solid A-list actor. Solid A. Okay. uh,
1: Another real quick one here. (laughs) Um, I got Ocean from property
2: in Utah.
1: Let's (laughs) go to our Rule the Galaxy board here and let's put a pin in these two guys' names. Dan Hernandez and Benji Samet. Okay. Um, they are currently developing an un- unannounced oh, project yeah. with Lucasfilm and This Walmart. is the ghosts or whatever, the ghosts of no. Christmas past no what's
2: the there what's the the one that's i thought they were developing the one with uh or favreau and filoni were developing one as well yeah that is give me just a second here ghost track 17 all right i knew it had ghost in it that's why i said ghost of christmas past so ghost track 17 is like the code name that somebody's leaking and saying they're developing. Uh, that's the production name right because andor had right. a different production name too pilgrim something like that yeah yeah i think or maybe that was kenobi i I think Pilgrim was a name of a was a working name of one of the episodes because I do remember that being connected as they were talking about when Andor was being filmed. I think Pilgrim was either the 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 show or it was the actual episode of the show that they were working
1: on. Okay, and you brought up the Lothwolves in Ahsoka, so I'm going to go ahead and say that spoilers are welcomed here at Real the Galaxy Nows. Uh, we're getting talk of Praetorian Guard showing up in Mando Season 3. Ooh. Now, could this be the more... Snoke! Red Snoke! 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 Hey, like I always say, you know, you, you had Andor filming wrapping up right around the same time that Ahsoka was starting. And you got Andy Circus there. You got cameras. He doesn't really need a whole lot. Could he show up again or will these be more of a Mandalorian style Praetorian guard for our certain big bad of the series?
2: Okay. So here's another question for you. Cause this guy is pretty much a, uh, an like, amateur hour as Alfie likes to call me. Um, and I'm sure there's probably somebody else that doesn't know the lore of the Praetorian guards. So where, like, I know they are protecting Snoke. Um, they did a bang up job too. I mean, I don't know they like they had cool weapons. I'm not going to sit here and lie about that. They had cool weapons. Um, what is their lore? Where do they come from? Aside from
1: being the protectors, I don't really know. I'm kind of hoping that this series, you know, if they're in this series, maybe it'll give them a little bit more of a story. I always just thought, you know, I'm sure I could look it up and read about it, but if there is anything but i thought they were just the royal guards on steroids that knew karate you know (laughs) well they also
2: had like they had the shoulder pads and the bubble uh they had more of the bubble
1: stormtrooper armor versus the cloth armor that the and that was one thing i always liked too about the sequel trilogy marked it down i said things that i liked about the sequel trilogy i thought you always liked the guard anti-lightsaber armor was cool the way it crackled and had like an electrical effect to it like i don't know they perfected somehow to guard against lightsabers yeah and
2: they and their weapons were pretty cool too because they they like their nunchucks kind of expanded yeah and they had like an electro whip to them
1: yeah and they had like an electrical blade or something yeah like a lightsaber but not a lightsaber i don't know I would imagine they're probably Moff Gideon's guards, but will they, I mean, we always talk about how the Clone Wars made the prequels better. Will Mando make the sequels better? Give us some more information.
2: And the other, I guess the other part is, if you're talking Victorian Guard, are you talking about the beginnings of the First Order? And are we going to actually get some of what Alfie's been craving of who the hell are they and why the hell right. are they there?
1: Yeah, because I was going to follow that up with, if you go back to the beginning of Mando, there's an interview with Favreau and Feloni, and they talk about how eventually you'd see the first order and how they come about. So I don't know. I mean, could Moff Gideon be the,
0: the man who created the, the first order in the long run of all of this? Or or
1: is he still is he not that big? Like I don't know because the just like Rent was saying, like I always talk about there's not really a good story of where the first order came from i think it kind of morphed a couple times through the three movies and you know and if you think about snoke like if he was a clone of the emperor did he just show up one day and like everybody's like oh you're our leader No, you know that, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me the first movie kind of made it seem like he built the first order and then they say he's a clone so how does he know so much how do people know him i, I don't know I can, see my- him.
2: I can see him being a clone who builds the First Order, and this is how you see him starting to build the First Order, right? Like, I mean, he's being controlled. He has the Force. He's manipulating, so he's building the power. He's got hucks under his power until Kylo comes along. Um, but
1: what was the point of the First Order when you have the Final Order? Exactly. Yeah, that's... <laughs> I just don't get it. I need someone to explain this stuff to me and like put it out into a timeline. Cause like, and this is I, I hate to get off on a tangent here, but I have to say this. This is one of my biggest problems with the sequel trilogy. And actually, I'm not even gonna say the sequel trilogy. I'm gonna say the acquisition of Star Wars by Disney. Cause they bought Disney, or they bought Star Wars, and said, "Look, we're making our own story. Right? We're starting from scratch." And then what? a few years they had the the story so mumbled up, it doesn't make sense anymore. Like there's a Kylo Ren comic, you know, this is, I understand it's a comic, so it's like D canon or whatever. But this is the story that you erased all the other stories to make. And in it, Kylo Ren says to Snoke, you know, I can't believe what Luke did to you or what Master Skywalker did to you, referring to his injuries. But then we see in Rise of Skywalker, he already has the injuries inside the pickle jar thing. So that doesn't really make sense. To me, if you're going to wipe out decades of stories to make your own, you think it would be a little more cohesive and not so contradictory.
0: Yeah, I agree. That's why it's like you're talking about the um, the Praetorian guards or whatever. It's like, I feel like those are something that everybody agrees was cool from the sequel trilogy. And I feel like that's what they're going to do if they're going to tie in anything. I think they're going to kind of stay away from controversial plot points and stuff. Because honestly, it's like I'm looking forward to a new big bad. And it's like if everything's leading towards... The sequel trilogy and a lot of these shows we're watching, then technically Palpatine is just the big bad still in all of this, because he's the one who was pulling all the strings all along, you know, like in the long run. So I don't know. It's like I I just I want it to exist separately from it. I'm cool if we see types of characters that we saw in those, because I mean Babu Frick is gonna be in uh Mando season three, they showed that in the trailer, so like. I'm excited to see him again, you know, because he was awesome. Everybody loved him. How could you not love him? Uh, but <clears throat> we'll see, I guess. We'll see We'll see where they're going. You know what's an w- odd thing that I thought the other day? Do you think that Moff Gideon is, is Force-sensitive in any type of way? It's just a random thought. Why? Why? Because
1: he had he's no problem very confident.
0: He had no problem handling the Darksaber. He crashed the tie fighter. Was totally fine. Cut himself out of it. He's just very confident for a guy who's just wearing, you know, an imperial officer uniform. In my opinion, he's not afraid. And like, like that's how I was, th- I was thinking to myself, I'm like, could he be force sensitive? And he's just holding it back. He's he doesn't he hasn't felt the need to use it. I mean, he did have the dark troopers, but I don't know. It was just something that crossed my mind the other day. I was actually staring at my figure on the
1: the shelf back here and was like are you force sensitive No, you know i think that's an argument you can make a lot about a lot of characters and it's yeah. one of the themes of star wars that again i think the sequel trilogy touched on but didn't completely go all the way through lots of people can be force sensitive it's just a matter of whether or not you expand upon that you know you may have a, a base of sensitivity now okay. can you take the next step and grow that those skills Right. And it's how much of that do you have? And it is a theme
2: of Star Wars. But if you're going to say that, and I, I don't know if you've read The Heir to the Empire or any of the other Thrawn stuff, some people would say the, the decisions that Thrawn makes would be like he could see the future and that he, because he's playing the long game, he's willing to lose a battle to win the, to win the war. The way that he makes decisions and the way that he carries himself, some people, if you don't know the whole story, would say that he might have some force sensitivity if it was exposed to you in that same way. However, he's also finding animals that take away force sensitiveness, and he still has his power, or he still has his, his savvy about him, so it's not necessarily a force power, but if you... If you take that away, you didn't put those like uh, what skunks or whatever the hell he had lizards, just salamari or some yeah I whatever know. whatever the hell they're called. Like if he didn't have those animals on board the ship, you would say that he would come across as a force sensitive individual as well. And still
1: being able to fly through an asteroid field. Never tell me the odds, right? Like,
2: yeah. so there are, there are things that you can point to where there's a lot of people that could show force sensitivity. But I don't I think this is also a this is a problem with Star Wars fans is they want to see we are so starved, not starved, but we're so spoiled by the surprise twist and force and somebody being forced that we're always looking for a surprise twist in every single thing that we watch. And we're always looking for somebody to be a force sensitive. those are the two things if you listen to if you read posts you listen to other podcasts everybody's hoping that somebody's force sensitive or there's somewhat some surprise twist and if there's not a surprise twist then it's a filler episode
1: somebody Uh, comes back
2: from the dead and that's the surprise twist right like it's it just seems like people are so starved or spoiled and they think that that's like they feel like that is like a that's a hallmark of star wars and some of the people that didn't like Andor or because it didn't have a lot of the surprise twists. It was one that was pretty straightforward. What you saw is what you got. There wasn't
0: really much surprise in there. True. That's true. Yeah. I mean, all right. While, while we're on this, cause we're, we're talking a decent amount of sequel trilogy
1: right now. Okay. So let me get one more thing in here. Before go I ahead. Forget, go ahead. Because <laughs> Joe, Joe's not on here tonight and he kills any of this talk. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, ubisoft who's developing the new star wars game yeah put out a statement that their open world star wars game will boast a fully open seamless universe uh basically you can go anywhere and do anything yes yes that's exactly what we need
0: i i am jacked about that yeah that that would be something This is not. Um, this is not the one that's being made by. Uh, this is not like the. Uh, it's not High Republic this, one. Okay, not eclipse. It's not eclipse
2: because eclipse is going to be like way, way before, and it's going to have whole new races that they're going to introduce into it. Um, so that's a that's almost like a Dune Star Wars crossover in a way. Um, is the way it sounds like? I mean, it sounds like it happens in a early early timeline or some other distant timeline, but still has some Star Wars ties is the way that I've heard about Eclipse.
1: But so when you say that it's gonna be a complete open world. All I can say is go by their statement. And it says, in the game, players will be able to jump between systems, immersing themselves in a vast galaxy, bursting at the seams with activities. At the heart of the game sits an in-depth, lengthy story driven by a fully customizable character, that walks a path chosen by the gamer themselves
2: mm. like so there's that just throws a whole like i'm going into the programming of this man like the number of variables to program into that game because you're gonna have so many different paths that people will want to take right
1: it, it sounds to me i know i'm not like the biggest gamer but i i do enjoy watching my son play games i when the new Star Wars game comes out, I play it for a little while. Uh, it sounds a lot like, like a Far Cry game or mm-hmm. Red Dead Redemption, something similar to that.
2: Well, yeah. the ones that I played, is, and I'm, it's been a while since I played, is like Batman Arkham City, um, which is a fantastic game, but it's a Batman open world. But there's still, and even so the other one would be that the biggest one would probably be Skyrim. Skyrim is one of the biggest open world games. Um, it's set in medieval times, kind of a medieval world, kind of Game of Thrones ish. But Zelda, if you play Zelda, is another open world game that you can go anywhere and do anything. So if I'm thinking of Zelda, there's still a there's still a path, right? So I still, even though I have and can go and do everything I want, there's still a path for you to take. And if you're telling me that I could do anything, how like I want to be a bounty hunter. Is there going to be a bounty hunter path? I want to be a. I want to be a Sith. A Wookiee bounty hunter. Is Is there going to be a? I want to be a Sith. Is there going to be a Sith path? I want to be a Jedi. Is there going to be a Jedi path? Um, I want to be a politician. Is there going to be a politician path? Um, I want to be a stormtrooper. Is there going to be a way to get into the stormtrooper and kind of go into the empire and live as a like uh our friend um. Vinny, who wants to be an, uh, the imperial, is there a, a path where I can live as an imperial and an, an imperial get onto a star destroyer and drop
1: bombs and blow up Camino, uh, Topeka City and Camino? Now you bring that up. But you said politician, and I, I, sorry to jump off track, but I just I was in this article, uh, in the comments section, I read somebody who had an idea for Emperor Palpatine game based on politics you know building an empire running it cutting it back and forth between you know different missions with dark as Darth Sidious things like that and I thought that was a really good idea for a game it'd be something really different yeah Yeah. I just I mean
2: I'm, uh, I'm interested to see how it plays out and to see if I can have those threads or if I can be a bounty hunter who becomes a Sith or be a bounty hunter who becomes a Jedi and I'm a Jedi bounty hunter.
0: Yeah, I'm going to assume that they have, you have to have bounty hunter, smuggler, Jedi, Sith. Like those those four like kind of have to be in there, in my opinion. Um, and honestly, like the capabilities of these open world games are getting out of control. Uh, like even the new Lego Star Wars trilogy uh, or the the complete saga game, You can open world fly to the different planets in that game and you can open Rome on those maps. Now, like you said, Brent, it's like there is a path to the map still, but like you can go to Jakku and be like, all right, like I'm going to go, I'm going to go over to the Rex where Ray was like, you know, searching through the, you know, uh, star destroyers. And then I'm going to go back to town or whatever. Like you can free roam anywhere you want throughout the galaxy in that. So like for them to be able to do that on a Lego game. And then you, I don't know if you guys have seen any of the footage of Hogwarts legacy that's coming out. That game looks freaking incredible. That's an open world, uh, Harry Potter game that's coming out. Is it a and Lego I,
2: Harry Potter or is it actually
0: like, okay. But it takes place, what what, uh, Alfie, are you familiar? What is it like 300 years or something before Harry Potter? Something like
1: that. I've just seen some clips of it and it looks pretty amazing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that's like, you know, you can just hop on your broom or a hippogriff or whatever and, you know, be like, all right, I'm going to go fly here. I'm going to go do this. And then they have the entire castle and just everything. So, you know, whatever. I just want to
2: say that I have a there's there's a part of my nerddom that just peaked to hear you drop a hippogriff very I know smoothly, wasn't it awesome very smoothly and like <laughs> nonchalantly just dropped you can drop on a broom or a hippogriff whichever one you want to fly on <laughs> Yes. there's there D Doc D- 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 you went to another level of nerddom in my book that is amazing so yeah. just
0: want to. Hey, I'm a Harry Potter fan and I didn't do those books till later in life. I saw the movies, but I needed audio books. I needed that. I I didn't have the patience to sit down and read them. So
2: it's in a book.
0: Yep. So, all right. Do you got any <laughs> other points, Alfie? No, I think that's about it. Do we
2: really got to get into this? Do we really got to get into
0: this? Let's do it. I think it's going to be fun. All right. All right well it's funny because we've been talking about the sequel trilogy a decent amount not even really on purpose here to start off this show and i had written down uh today i'll always have i for some reason it's like i hardly watch regular tv anymore i usually just have youtube on my tv and then sometimes it takes me on a path i'm not expecting uh and today i wound up uh they, they put on this documentary for The Rise of Skywalker, where it pretty much showed the making of the movie and they mixed it in with clips of the original trilogy where they were showing a lot of the callbacks that they were trying to do when they were developing it. And then it would show them on set and it would show Daisy Ridley and it would show like all the all the cast like they looked so freaking happy making that movie behind the scenes. And it honestly made me feel kind of bad about some of the backlash that it does get, because honestly, one thing I'll say is I saw JJ J. Abrams working his ass off on it to try to make it perfect because they actually really went into the dagger situation where they wanted a part of the Death Star to be on that planet. And they originally had it being the actual like, um, Uh, like what, what would it be called? Like the disc that was the, uh, the, the main gun on the death star, Mm. they had that sticking out of it. And JJ Abrams was like, it's too convenient. Like we can't do that. Like when, you know, the whole situation is convenient as it is, but they were showing all the different props that they were going to use as the puzzle piece to find the area that you needed to get to on it and stuff. And I don't know. It felt it felt kind of good to see all of the hope in everybody that they they were trying their hardest to make the best movie that they could, in my opinion. Mm. So.
2: so they go with the doubloon from the Goonies because that was the that's still what I think of when they pull up the dagger with the little piece that slides out is looking at the balloon to find the entrance to One Eyed Willie. Right,
1: and I you know I hate to be this guy, but in Jedi. The the throne room area was on a tower that looked just like the Jedi temple in the prequels. It was made to look that way. And when in The Rise of Skywalker, it's just like a little bump, you know, to fit that little dagger thing. That didn't make sense to me. (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's 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 uh it's tough because it, it, i like, think about it if you remember luke gets in the elevator with vader and they go up you're right the tower and then it shows a flyby of the tie fighters flying by that tower where the viewport was at where the emperor sat i don't know if i ever noticed
2: the actual location of where it was at to be honest with you i've, I've watched that so many times yeah, you know, there's just never, a scene in the movie where they fly by. I've never put two and two together that that is where they where the the Tie Fighters going through is where the Palpatine's throne room is at on the like the I've never seen the outside or put together that that is the from the outside that is where the throne this room is. This is what because- I do,
1: Brent. I'm obsessed
2: with it. <laughs> Again, this is why I'm also amateur hour. And I'm sure I'm hoping that there's somebody listening that's in the same level of amateur hour as I am. I'm I'm with you. <laughs> because I've never put that together to see where, like, I've seen the people flying by. You see the outside shots. You see all the war. You see all of the, the battle taking place. And from when he's looking at it, and he's like, good good when you're looking at that you see that it's a it feels like it's a far distance away it doesn't feel like that battle's taking place on the death star yet it hadn't moved there so i've never really put two and two together where or located where the throne room was on the
1: death star proper look it's just like the rest of the movie it's a lot of fun if you just turn your mind off and not think about it and just go with it and you know, afterwards you think about it a little bit, and it doesn't quite make a l- lot of sense because it's in the middle of the ocean. What if it eroded?
2: Right, and it could it's have not fallen down. Get... If it's a tower, it could have snapped and broke and fell over. But then the question is, if this is an ancient Sith artifact, how does it have such a new piece, a twenty-year-old piece, onto it? Yeah,
1: I don't. I'm. I'm not really sure about that. It didn't make right? a lot I of mean- sense to me once I started thinking about it.
2: Right, like I was cool with it being a dagger, and I was cool because I think, like, I can see somebody modifying it so they could get back there, right? Kind of like the one eyed right. Willy Dabloon, right? You're gonna modify the Sith dagger so you can use it as a as a beacon to get back there, but then, like, why use the Sith language? Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: well, we can keep this, uh, we can keep this look at him smiling <laughs> as short as we, uh. <laughs> want to uh i mean we could talk all night about this but joe had this written on uh the notes and i want to definitely hit it was um thanks joe (laughs) luke skywalker uh does his uh transformation from return of the jedi to the last jedi does his character arc make sense can you find a way to make sense of it uh i I, I got an easy way to make sense
1: of it all right let's hear it (laughs) i know your answer Oh, do you? Yeah, you probably yes. Do. Mara, I think J. I know what
2: you're answering. Yep, 100%, because you think that Mara Jade died, and you think that he was standing yeah. on Ock to looking at a gravesite or a memorial to Mara
1: Jade. Right. I'm just saying, you include her in some of these, you introduced her in The Mandalorian, and sorry, my clocks just went off. Uh, <laughs> and make her death part of Kylo Ren's story. Makes more sense why he went away and secluded himself
0: <laughs>
1: so there you go Brent. yeah
2: so here's the thing like looking at some of the stuff that i've read in the eu the books right so the stuff that was out the thron trilogy and then when you get the new out chronicles you have all that stuff mm-hmm. luke luke becomes and i i refer to him as superhero luke right because right. that's more or less what he becomes uh, he becomes larger than life in the superhero and a lot of fans wanted to see superhero Luke and even if you don't t- even if you don't go into that level of canon they saw Luke stand up and drop his weapon and not fight and to try to win his father back right then you fast forward 25 years he can't get a Jedi Academy off the ground. He maybe wasn't tapped to be the leader of the new Jedi. He might not have the teaching skills and he's afraid that somebody else will turn into Vader and he feels like they're going to be Vader. There's a part of me that as you get older and more jaded, I can see you becoming more fearful. I can see you becoming more worried about Am I doing the right thing? Am I doing something to create an yeah. nemesis that's going that's going to kill um, the rest of the world? Like, am I am I up to the job? Do I really have the chops to do this? Yes, I stood up to people. Yes, I changed my father. I redeemed my father. But do I really have the chops to do what I think I need to do? And maybe I don't. And when you feel like you don't and you feel like there's fear... You feel that coming in. That's the dark side moving in. And Luke might have had some dark side move in because he was afraid. I'm okay with that.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, I thought that was actually really well put what you just said there. Um, I, I, just get, I just can't get past the, him kill, trying to kill his nephew in his sleep. Like, that's the only thing that I just
1: can't get past. I'm okay with that. And really, I didn't have really have so much a problem with what they wanted to do with Luke, just how it was presented. I, to me, it just hit wrong. And I agree with what you're saying, uh, Brent. I can see that as a Jedi would get older, as anyone gets older. But that was exactly the problem that happened with the prequel era Jedi and why oh, the geez. Jedi Order fell. You know, the fear of a student turning to the dark side is why they stopped teaching basically defense against the dark arts. They stopped teaching that because you get too close to the dark side. So then, when they actually had to fight the dark side, no one outside of two masters was prepared. Right. And they weren't even prepared, right?
2: Because I always say right. this J- Yoda, Yoda, who was beating. I will go to my grave saying that Yoda was beating Palpatine in the throne room. And he, no. turns, t-
1: he turns tail and Not runs. Not at least. He, tur- he had him
2: falling down. If he would have continued. Yoda fell down
1: too at the same time. If anything, they were fighting to a draw. But Yoda realized that fighting to a draw or continuing the fight would more than likely lead to his death. And the only way to win was to run away and hide and wait for the force to present a viable option. But why are Yoda you defeating? Device? Even if there by a slim chance he was able to defeat Palpatine, he had already lost. The Jedi Order was destroyed. That's true. I agree,
2: I agree with that part. And Yoda may have been thinking that. But in that moment, he was turning.
1: He turned it. He threw it back at Palpatine. Palpatine was falling off of that. Right. They and both he fall. Was... Except Palpatine stops himself from falling. Yoda falls all the way back down to the ground and is presented with the choice to try to recover my saber and continue the fight or run away and wait for a better opportunity to strike i would highly recommend you i understand that it's not canon and it is a book but however it is the novelization, <laughs> the novelization. of the movie, and it goes into great detail what yoda's thoughts were during that fight and that Basically, as soon as he started fighting, he realized it was over. He'd already lost, and there was no hope of actually winning.
0: (laughs) Did it make sense for him to spin the platform before he threw it? Because it really didn't do anything. I thought that when I was watching it the other day when I was talking. It's
1: cool. It looks freaking cool. It it was just the complete opposite of what Palpatine was doing. Palpatine is the dark side. And he's just throwing them left and right, destroying everything. Yoda had some finesse to it, a technique. You know, yeah. I can stop you and I'm going to show you, you know, you can throw a hundred at me and it, and I can throw one and it's just effect, as effective.
0: It's true. Uh, that's another good point there. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know... It's it's tough. I mean, because on to the Yoda topic, it's like, you know, you could say the same about Yoda, Yoda cut tail and went and, and, you know, everybody loves Yoda, but he did cut tail and go into isolation for a while. It's different versions of the story, you know, uh, but
1: it is different versions. And I think that's where to me, I, I understood from the get go, we were never going to get Grandmaster Luke Skywalker. Okay, I understood that I was fine with that. I would have just liked to have seen a little bit of Luke Skywalker. You know, Han Solo has gone through some shit, okay? But when he comes in through the door of the Millennium Falcon, it's Han Solo (laughs) and Chewbacca.
0: Absolutely.
1: Leia and Han have been through some rough stuff. Leia's been through some rough stuff with the government, you know, and the whole fighting the First Order. But when her and han see each other they have that chemistry again that's han and leia you know that's r2 and 3po to me luke was just the one that kind of stuck out like a sore thumb you didn't get much of luke skywalker i wanted a little bit did i want him to take ray under his wing and teach her teach her everything and they go off on an adventure yeah but i knew that wasn't going to happen i mean my big thing and i've said it
2: before too is I see Luke teaching like he was taught, right? This is the one great thing in my world of education. My world of education is that we sit there and we teach the way that we were taught. We try to find new ways to do things. It's a 2020, but there are still teachers that are teaching the way that they were taught. We default to their greatest. I'm sure when you train somebody at your job, you train them the way that you were trained. The way that he was taught. Was to beat up on somebody, to ignore them. To I, it was almost like Miyagi and Ralph Macchio in the uh, Karate Kid. Like it wasn't. It, it wasn't the let me teach you the ways, young young Padawan. And it wasn't. It wasn't a Jedi Academy. It was like I'm gonna have to like make it hard on you. And he was making it hard on Ray the way that Yoda made it hard on him. And he was like, "Keep up!" Like in my mind, what I see when he was jumping over the fi- or jumping over the pole vault to go catch the fish, he's like, "Keep up with me, young pup. If you can keep up with me, then you might have a shot." Yeah. And and I'm okay with him training her that way because she was she did have the drive, she did have the fight, she did want to keep up with him because she wanted to learn, and he didn't know if again because he had failed, he didn't know if he had the chops. So he wasn't going to get into it until she proved that she had shots as well to where he could go and then give her a couple nuggets left and right. And that's all Yoda. That's, the, that's what we see
1: of Yoda's training is just dropping a couple nuggets. Right, because Yoda was basically pulling some smoke and mirrors on Luke. He was never training him to be a Jedi. He was training him to be an assassin. Right. who <laughs> was strong enough in the force to kill the Vader and the Emperor. But, you know, and I, th- I think what we're getting at here with this topic is if we see more of a return of the Jedi Luke, is more of the fan base going to be happier than the part of the fan base that's happy with the last Jedi Luke? <laughs> and if we continue to build on season two of Mando and then the two episodes of Book of Boba Fett, if he has a bigger part in, let's say, Ahsoka or Skeleton Crew or you know whatever else comes down the line his own show because i firmly believe we're getting a luke skywalker show at some point if not a luke skywalker show he is going to be a central part of like uh, the mando avengers
0: it makes sense i mean it's like you luke skywalker is technically like the iron man of star wars you know it's like picture he just he has that pull to him and from a marketing standpoint from a storytelling standpoint i mean why would you not go there he is your guy he is the main hero you know of of your original movies so you know you You have the technology to do it i mean
1: why not it's it's very comparable to like henry cavill as superman you know if man of steel is your first movie or introduction to superman and you've never seen christopher reeves as superman it's, it's probably going to be okay you're enjoy it a lot more but if you grew up with christopher reeves and then you see you know broody undecisive superman you're going to be like wait a minute that's not superman how'd you get superman wrong <laughs> now i will say that man of steel and the other movies he, it did grow on me i liked it but it was, it took a while because of how different that approach was. And I just think that with The Last Jedi, it is a lot harder for people to come to terms with that Luke Skywalker. I, I'm also going to go on a,
2: this is a personal opinion, which we all have them. <clears throat> I think it doesn't help the fan base when Mark Hamill himself goes on publicity tours and tells people that he doesn't like playing, didn't like playing that character. That just gives fandom an open ammunition and open AK-47 to say, see, our hero doesn't even like playing that hero. It wasn't our hero, he's not our hero, right? So it, right. Didn't, it didn't help that he didn't put on the company and talk the company line and say, yeah, he grew, he different, he was different. <clears throat> And he grew and he, he went through some stuff and he, he expressed, he was exposed to different things and he went through some tough times. He could have, he could have sold it and kept acting and sold it in the public eye, but he went on different talk shows and said that he openly wasn't necessarily a fan of this character, which doesn't help the fan base either.
0: Yeah. Which he then took it back too, though. He said, you know, I I needed to see the vision, you know, like I needed to see it all come to fruition. Like, but he already once did the, the cat's damage. out of the bag, yeah.
1: it's done, you, you know? Yeah, you can't put that toothpaste back in the tube. He, he already, already, did he, already did,
2: he already damaged it. And it, 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 yeah, it just didn't necessarily have to happen that way. I'm. You could have felt that way and maybe 10 years later, like, so if you would have said that
1: now, it would have a different ring, I think. You know, I, I I really, really just feel that a big problem with the for me personally, I'll just keep it to me personally. I don't think the stakes of his isolation and the way he felt were high enough. <laughs> I think if you would have maybe tuned it to where, like you know I, let's say like Jacko was his fault. Like he lost control of the Force or something, and he destroyed both fleets, you know, something to that magnitude. Then it would have made a lot more sense. But you know, or if, or maybe
2: if they were they were hunting him, right? Like that's the right. other thing too. If he knew that they were out hunting him, then he had to disappear. But it, you're right; it does seem very small that his school died, and therefore he and, runs and out I, from. He
1: never talked to Kylo Ren about it, or you know, at that time Ben Solo, and said, "Hey, kid, look, man." you got the Skywalker blood, you know, this is what happened to your grandpa. This is what almost happened to me. And you know, if some old guy starts talking to you about how you could be a more powerful Jedi and offering you powers, don't listen to it. That's a Sith. (laughs) <laughs> all you, you just reminded me of the back to the
2: future with old biff and going back to talk to biff And if some wild-eyed scientist comes yeah. and
1: tells you i mean he never thought to like have that conversation with him like hey our, our blood is dangerous we we walk a fine line here <laughs> Well, i mean if you ever have these feelings just talk to me about it okay let's not keep it in Luke, Luke failed on his first student, man. I mean, come on.
0: He, he decided to drop. He was an early dropout right yep. away. Grogu dropped call that out a failure, though. He
1: gave him a choice.
0: I know. Grogu I'm kidding. I'm choice. kidding. I know. <laughs> Maybe that's where Luke's soul started to turn right away was when he was just like, what's wrong Maybe with Maybe he'll guy? miss Grogu
1: and come back for him, just like Mando did.
2: But he also got turned down, right? He's like, you get a choice. He, he's hurt though. The, he, well, Luke, I'm saying <laughs> Luke. Luke got turned down. Yeah. Luke. Luke got turned down, so he's like, "Yeah, you know what? My, the world's not as good and rosy as I thought it was." I God. gave him all the. Remember, I gave you all these frogs in the pond. He had Look so all many the fro- frogs to eat. Look at all these frogs you could have, and he turned me down.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I what, would. You guys say we're good on that topic. You think we're ready to move on to bad batchery? Yeah, let's let's talk some bad batch. Yeah, I mean, I mean that I mean, was fun, though. I, I think we have had a very civil conversation where everybody made different points about it, and I can understand all of them and, you know, still be fine at the end of the day. I, I'm, I survived.
1: We all survived. I just really think that this is going to continue on. It's never going it, to stop, man. It, it, one, okay, and I agree with you, Brent. If nothing else new ever came out, it's never going to stop. But when something new comes out and you get- I hope post-Jedi Luke it's going to start all over again but on the other side and I've said this before on the podcast and I completely
2: believe it I think the Mandalorian season one and season two were unifying the fan base and people were starting to forget about it and then and it, you had to do it this way and then Favreau and Filoni brought out the Luke that everybody wanted and all it did was re-splinter the fan base again
1: yeah but why would the
0: other side not love that Luke? That's the thing. It's like I could see why people will have problems with the last Jedi Luke. Why did why would the other side not want the the, the original one though? Like what what problem do you have with it? Because yeah. they were exposed
2: like- because they were exposed to the last Jedi. Like again, you gotta figure out entry points. They were exposed to the last Jedi one first. They didn't necessarily know all of the lore to get into the Return of the Jedi Grandmaster Luke. So they don't they They wouldn't see it that way. But I think it's honestly, I don't feel like it's the the younger generation. It's more of the older generation that gets mad and says, see, see, that's what we needed. That's what we need to have. I feel awesome scene. Oh, (laughs) and and like (laughs) for the fan base, I feel like for this, for the unification of the fan base, I wish it would have been somebody else, but it absolutely could not have been. It absolutely has to be that Luke and i feel this splinter comes from the older fans saying see that's what you if you could have just given us
1: this we would have been happy with the last jedi but <laughs> and like i said i think it was a little bit of redemption for me because yes i got that loop that i wanted to see but it gives me hope that there's going to be something to fill in in to how he became in the last jedi just give me something a little bit more to yeah. where when you The hardest part for me, and I'm going to keep it personal, I saw The Force Awakens, first showing, first day. The excitement, the electricity, Mm -hmm. when Luke turned around, was out of this world. And to wait all that time and then it be turned into a joke, man, that hurt. That, That was like, I mean, that was just a punch in the gut.
0: Yes, this is what it was. It was like, oh, you want to see the conversation they're going to have? And that's what it was, basically. I don't know if I'm allowed to do that on YouTube. I mean, like that, that, metal built,
1: <laughs> that entire movie, The Force Awakens, built up to that moment. And it was yeah. so well done. It was amazing. It was an amazing shot. Um, the, the music, you know, him turning around, the hood, the metal, everything. And then you turn it into a joke. I mean, I get what you're doing there, what you're setting up, but, I mean, you can't tell me no one working on that said, hey, you know, people might really get upset by this. Like, this is the start of the movie. Do you really want, like, people to be that angry in the first 15 minutes of the movie? I know what you're trying to do here, but could we, you know, no, 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 let's piss them off right off the bat. I mean, you got the cojones to do it you know, more power to you,
2: but and this will continue going on because not only does he have the cojones to do it, but he stands behind it and he continues to stand behind it and he basically will tell people this is what I was doing it to make you see it in a different way. Um,
1: yeah, like, and I get that, but you know, some and I think a large number of people aren't going to see it in a different way because they stopped looking the instant you did it. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with it. But the other part is like there
2: were people that watched it and they were okay with it. There were there. There were people higher up. There were people that should have known Star Wars that were okay with it. And they actually were excited about it. They did test screenings and it did well in test screenings like they did their due diligence with this film. And they were utterly shocked when it didn't hit what hit with the fans the way that it should have
0: been that they thought it would. This battle will rage on forever, and I'm fine. Correct, which forever. is why,
2: which is why I said, do we really need to do this? <laughs> Thank you. It's Joe. fun every time, Thank though, you, Joe. It Thank really you, is
0: Jeff. fun every time. To me, I feel like I learn something new from okay. it every time. There's a new point that I hear every time. there's maybe different feelings and then maybe I might feel bad about it again. I don't know. Sometimes I feel good about it. Sometimes I feel bad about it. It's like,
1: it varies. Because really in rewatches of The Last Jedi, and I know we got to kill this topic to to get to the Bad Batch, but I rewatched The Last Jedi with a a blank slate open. You know, let me get into this thing. I can deal with almost all of the Luke stuff except that one part. That Mm -hmm. one is just... You're saying the throw in the lightsaber. Yeah, that get, throwing the, the lightsaber. Yeah, right. right. I, I, I just don't, I get the shock value, but that it just starts the movie off in such a bad place to me.
0: Yeah, I remember that feeling sitting there in theaters and seeing- Which the movie already that.
1: starts in a bad spot for me because why wouldn't you shoot the fleet rather than the empty base? Shooting the empty base just pisses me off to no end. Oh, we caught them in their evacuation. <laughs> I, I just had flashbacks to IC, ICCC. Oh, uh, um, why would you so- shoot the empty
2: base? They're right there, they can't go anywhere. Because they had they had a they had a weapon that they wanted to use and they wanted to show their power because they're also not Blow up the
1: ships. They're right there. They're not even moving. No one
2: in Star Wars is a good tactician. There's only one tactician and he hasn't made a showing. He will back. He will in April or whenever Ahsoka comes on. That's the only one that ever had any like tactical smarts. Now, to go back to this topic and like this topic is becoming like I have the high ground meme. I am so sick of hearing Obi-Wan has the high ground and all of the memes and all of like it makes it's a nail on a chalkboard scratch when I hear that silverware across the plate. I hate that meme at this point because it is way, way overused. And I feel like I feel the same way about this topic, right? Because no one's going to change anybody's mind. Everybody's going to feel the same way that they feel. We can have good, honest conversation about it, but everybody's going to be set in their ways, yes. um, and that's the way Americans are. We don't necessarily like want to come to a consensus. We can agree to disagree. We can be civil about it, but like I feel like the Obi Wan, the high ground, is this that these are the same thing to me, and it's like, ah, thanks, Joe.
1: I <laughs> would like to just make one last point. You know, I did just spend like four months unlocking grandmaster luke on my star wars game was, i finally got him leveled up and everything he is pretty awesome
2: i'm sure he probably like so in my star wars legion game the dude is like the most overpowered unit in the game as well he should be like i'm not like mad about it but he he should be the hardest one to kill he should be the one that but like yeah like i get it but
0: all right well we had it we had fun moving on to bad batch it's just we a have a uh, yeah we have a, a filler episode of bad batch the solitary clone i fell asleep watching it <laughs> you know what yesterday my day it was like i i don't i don't know what was going on but i just never got to watching it and it's like the kids got to sleep and i came down here in my basement to watch the show and i'm on the computer and next thing you know i'm working on like some videos for like my plumbing channel and stuff like that and i'm sitting here like two hours later and i'm like oh my god i came down here to watch the bad batch what the hell am i doing i'm like let me go throw it on i sit down throw it on and by the end of it i was just like holy crap was this a freaking great episode in my opinion uh, what were you guys, you know, let's just go through initial thoughts. Let's hit some points. Uh, uh, we'll start with Alfie. Uh, what, what What did you think about this episode?
1: I cannot believe that this was an animated 25 minutes of television. Yes,
0: it's an animated show. That's what I told myself after it was done. I, I think I said it out loud. I was like, this is an animated
1: show. This, <laughs> it's crazy. This one episode had so many layers to it so many different ways to look at it think about and like i've said in our, our chat you know you close your eyes for a minute there and you're watching the clone wars and it was really easy good guys bad guys it's my my biggest thing was it was 25 minutes like it felt like it was longer than
2: 25 minutes right like and the other piece um i play my star wars legion game for those that don't know it's a little tabletop miniature game i talk about it all the time but in tabletop miniature game You have four main factions. You have the clones, you have the separatists, (laughs) you have the rebels, and you have the empire. And everybody prior to this episode was like, how do you guys play the rebels versus the separatists? How do you guys play the empire versus the clones? They never existed in the same timeline. Well, boys and girls, watch Bad Batch episode three, season two, episode three, because this one damn episode unified all of those timelines.
1: I'll give you that. So if you're gonna count the since the separatists were now against the empire, you would consider them to be rebels.
2: Yeah, I would I like that the the people, right? I would put them in that yeah. rebel category, like the the girl, um, the the governor, the real governor. Yeah, and
1: they were in they were Andor, he the listed off all of the different factions that would be considered mm-hmm. rebels. And he did say separatists. Actually, in Andor, he did say he mentioned the separatists.
2: Right, the remaining separatists that are mm-hmm. now realizing, like, so what was it on uh, Bad Batch episode or season one? The Raxus Prime governor that mm-hmm. you think that you think happens to be the monocle guy that's in the back row of the celebration scene right. of yeah, Yavin 4. of Yavin Four. So there's a possibility, you know what I mean? That, that's what I'm kind mm-hmm. of getting at. Like, I would call them rebels, but this kind, this even if you didn't have the rebels in this, you had three of the major factions fighting. And taking place and existing at the same timeline. You had um Commander Cody, and you saw the clone face mask armor, right? So the Mandalorian style face mask armor with the black lines and mm-hmm. the strip down the middle. So you had the clone armor, you had early star trooper, uh stormtrooper armor, because the, the ones that were coming off, yeah, the TK droids were coming off with the two eyeballs. So mm-hmm. you had you had two different troops. You had Empire troops and clone troops. And then you had the B1s coming over the top and doing their Roger Roger with attack droid telling them how to fight. I mean, you had three of the major factions of my game taking place and fighting in this one episode. It was mm-hmm. pretty cool.
0: Yeah. And and what, Alfie, do you know the name of that planet that this took place on? Uh, Desix. I've, Desix. And is that a planet we've heard before in Star Wars, do you I think?
1: I don't believe so. Okay
0: that's what i was wondering it's like um the 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 woman who was uh i guess the governor there you know her voice when she was wearing the mask had that like you know star wars is is, do you know like the name is this all like a new race of people on that planet and everything like it's all is it all new or no it reminded
2: me of like the it reminded me of leia's jedi exactly. bonnie hunter, hunter leia it reminded me of that and then there was also was it imbo there was like the uh there was like an imbo feel to him because of her mask and the helmet that she was wearing over the top of her right
0: head. Th- those were the exact vibes i got i'm like this is kind of like leia i'm like it just feels familiar to
1: me it actually looked like the disguise that lando was wearing in the rise of skywalker
0: you're right I'm going to need to go back and look at it now, though. I'm saying you're right, and you know what? I don't even remember what he's freaking wearing. <laughs> yeah, when you said Lando, you were thinking Return
2: of the Jedi Lando with the with the bone mouthpieces in front exactly. of him is what you were saying. With the Black Series I...
0: figure that I was just looking at recently.
2: <laughs> which was the same Lando that I was thinking of. That's why you spoke up, and I was still trying to figure out which one from The Rise of Skywalker, he which... And I didn't say anything else. Hey, at but least yeah. I, at
0: least I admitted that I was full of it when I said you're right. And then I said, eh, I have no clue what you're talking about actually.
2: <laughs> but I just want you to know I was in the same mental space you were D So like, <laughs> cause we're amateur hours over here, I guess.
1: Exactly. You're never going to let me live that down.
0: <laughs> but, uh, I mean, there's a, there's a whole hell of a lot of points uh, to hit in this episode. I mean, you've got uh cross air is this is a cross air episode. Um, I can't help but to think like just seeing what they've brought for us in these first three episodes. I mean, I, I wonder, like, I feel like in the first season of bad batch, you felt like sometimes I wouldn't say they took an episode off, but like, you know, the, the, the weight of everything didn't feel like as much. I I, I feel like this is going to be a pretty intense season after watching this episode, honestly. The first
1: season didn't seem to have besides like maybe the first three and the last three an ongoing story so much as it was just an adventure of the week yeah Uh, it was very a team I I agree with you I think this season while they'll still be doing missions will have a kind of underlying theme through all the episodes
2: this one's definitely darker though too right like I feel like it's already started off being darker just because of the the fact that the empire is getting stronger and no one really likes the way that the empire is getting stronger um and or had a darkness to it because it's it's a little bit further ahead in the timeline but it's essentially the same thing but it's the building of this empire and how they go about building it right now my next question to you is like you said it was a crosshair episode is it a cody episode Uh, that's true could it be seen as a Cody episode if you are of, or if you are inclined to like the Clone Wars better than you are to like the Bad Batch?
1: Did Cody die at the end? Dad, so,
2: so just the way that Rampart said, right? Because I kind of alluded to that when we got in. He said clones just keep disappearing. So mm-hmm. is he talking about clones deserting or is he talking about them just gun smoking clones? Dude, I didn't even think of that. So I, I, think, I think, I think Cody's Cody, alive, got, I think Cody got away, but are they gun smoking other clones? Like that was, it was kind of a sinister way. And I mean, everything that Rampart said now that he gun smoked Wilco, you're going to take with like, okay, what the hell is he saying? There's going to be mm-hmm. a double mean There's going to be a double meaning and a sinister meaning to what he's talking about.
1: Especially since he knows that Crosshairs one way or another wasn't truthful about what happened to the Bad Batch. Cool. so is he playing him along yeah he is
2: because he would like what well, the other thing that he was saying was like how long did you stay alive on that platform before we came back and like how did you like more or less how did you get to that platform how did you know where to go for that platform mm-hmm. like you weren't the only one on that platform and he knows now that the bad the other bad batteries were on that platform with him like he He knows, but Rampart knows he just and Crosshairs is like got to figure out that he knows.
0: Yeah. And when he's talking to him, he kind of just has his little pad there and he's kind of looking at it and is just like he's not very focused on his conversation with him. It's not like he's sitting up at his desk, looking him in the eye and talking to him. It's like he's sitting there on his little um, tablet or whatever. What what, what do we what do we call them in Star Wars again? Data pads. Yeah. Data pads. He's on his data pad and he's just kind of like, yeah, yeah, this is what I got going on for you. Um, I thought it was fun to see uh, Cody in this episode. Uh, I don't know. It was just, I I mean, I I guess we witnessed the, the turn of Cody technically, right? I mean, he, at the, by the end of this, he didn't feel right about it.
1: No, he said, you know, the difference between the clones and droids were that they had a choice. And what they did or didn't do, they had to live with. And I think that that really played into this episode because, like I said, it felt like the Clone Wars when they're trying to go up that, you know, ramp into the castle and you know, take—they're fighting battle droids. Got the sense that Cody was, you know, he's in his element. But when he gets to the end of it, he's fighting. He realizes he's fighting for the wrong reasons. That yes, he fought for the winning side, but what it's become is evil. It's not the Republic. Yep. Did any
0: of you guys get Helm's deep vibes when they were going into that castle? Because there was a Mm -hmm. bridge that they were fighting to get over. And I'm just like, this is exactly like Helm's deep. I I swear. I I got to rewatch it. I only got to watch it once. I wanted to watch this one twice before coming on tonight, but there was one part when they were going over a bridge to get into that stairwell. And I'm just like, this feels exactly like Helm's Deep. Uh, and and that's the kind of stuff where I'm just like reminding myself that it's an animated show for how well done the action is in this. I mean, it, it really is to me. It's like, I, I think they're just hitting their stride with
1: with animated Star Wars shows, honestly. I would agree. This episode had so much in it from... Like I said before, you know, who were the good guys in this episode and who were the bad guys? They they touched on it the the previous episode with who, you know, Tech said he never thought of separatists that way, that they were just people fighting for independence. We And for us personally, watching the Clone Wars in the, the prequels, they were the bad guys. But we, I, we'll go with Lord of the Rings here since you brought out Helm's Deep, you know, the, the little speech that Boromir gives when they killed all the Easterlings you know he's standing over one and says was this person really bad was he really evil what made him you know what threats against his life his family were made for him to march this way and now that the war's over you know this governess uh Ames Tawny Ames you know was I think very naive in thinking that she could declare her independence she fought a war, lost, and then is going to say, you should give us what we fought this war for and just be okay with it. It you
2: know? sounded like, okay, so if it was, if, and I might be wrong, because we talked about this in the chat, but it sounded like, and again, I watched it a couple times, but didn't really devote to it. Um, it sounded like she was trying to write to become independent during the Clone War. Like it, it sounded to me, like it was she, during the Clone War. Yes, she, she worked
1: with uh, Senator Bonteri and Padme. And Bonteri is she the blue? Is she the blue chick? Who's Bonteri? She was the one where Padme went uh, to the Separatist homeworld and was trying with, to negotiate a ceasefire with Jar Jar. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know right. if Jar Jar was with them. It's not. The yeah, basically, like the Palpatine. Planet. You know, shut it down. There was going to be no ceasefire. There was going to be no peace under Palpatine. Right. So Shiv shut it down, right? Right. Okay. So that's what I was getting
2: at. Like he, she, was. I don't think she was like the whole thing that she was going to be independent. I don't know if she was necessarily naive. She was, they were in the middle of that war and she was trying to say, look, we don't want to be a part on either side. We want to be, we want to be Switzerland is basically the way that it was sounding. And he's like, nah.
1: Yeah, no, that's not going to happen you declared war you don't get to say we're done oh sorry sorry i'm changing my mind yeah sorry we don't want to fight anymore but we would still like for you to accept our terms it doesn't really work that way
2: oh oh i i didn't like the loop that i was playing but i'm gonna change my mind i like him now
0: right (laughs) full circle baby full circle uh now by the end of this episode you know Cody lays his gun down and he says, "Like it doesn't need to be this way, you know. Like we're 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 human. Like let's not let's not you know let's let's stop the bloodshed." If I'm not mistaken, is what he said. And uh, crosshair, then gun smokes her. Yep. Um, so the question is: Good soldiers follow orders. <laughs> exactly. Jesus, I can't help but to think to myself, watching this. Is Crosshair staying within the Empire because he's still part of the Bad Batch? I had that thought in my mind last night. Man. Although he's an ass for for killing her, I, I, I really did think to myself, is is he choosing to be an inside man for the Bad Batch in the long run where he actually is still a part of them?
1: That could be a possibility. I wishful thinking. It is. I mean, it's like my, I think he thoughts. just wants you know, to be a clone and to do I think what he just wants his to be programming a... says to do.
2: I think he wants to be a soldier. I don't think he wants right. to be a clone. He wants to be a soldier and he's doing what he feels a soldier would have to do, whether it's good or bad. He's still fighting the fight. He's still in that world. And anyone who feels that like he's got redeeming qualities is that he's going to redeem. He's one of those that I feel like I I'm done with. I actually was like one of my favorites from the, like when they did the whole thing in season seven of the clone wars and they introduced them in there and they, they were like, this is the guys. I was like, Oh, that's cool. A sniper who can basically hit anything he'd be, he'll be pretty cool. But at this point I despise him. Like he is, he is the embodiment. You know that it's evil and you're willingly supporting it. Yeah. You right, know, gun smoking her was wrong,
1: but you did it anyway. Right. Yeah, there's not much defense in killing her other than he was ordered to do it, and that's that's why he likes to do. You would think that there's an inherent, you know, part of a clone that wants to follow the orders, but it's not a real order. I mean, we we give our orders to go play
2: softball. It's not a real order.
0: But well, I give orders and in people the military.
2: die. I was doing a few good men line. I do. Yeah, I, I give you. orders and people die.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't I, know. It was just some. It was just something that like kind of crossed my mind because I'm like, he's in. He's in deep. If that is the situation, it's just like last night. I kind of thought like, <sighs> what? What? What caused him to to do this escape with the the bad batch and everything? I mean, obviously, this is going. This season is going to lead to a fight between him and the bad batch again there's no doubt in my mind obviously that that's what it's going to lead to i guess I mean, but can he do it though like uh, i don't know everybody no one likes him you, you see him in the, you see him uh you know in the cafeteria no one wants to sit with him. like he sits down to eat his meal every day and then he's
1: called to go do something else i don't even think he's in eats. this room alone and if he noticed um their quarters now are away from the Imperial quarters on Coruscant, they're no longer right in the middle like they were in season one. So he's getting pushed away. The entire clone army that's left is getting pushed away from the Empire. You mentioned the TK troopers when they first go to the planet. Well, after they you know, successfully finished their mission, the TK troopers were brought back. So they were only needed to take the castle and once the castle was taken i felt like
2: it they was were TK replaced. Tro- i felt like the tk troopers are the ones that stayed because in my brain when i was watching it and i could be dead wrong right like but i looked at it and i felt like the ones that were staying and doing st- keeping watch over the show right. taking off were tk troopers so my brain was like okay so we're going to trust these guys to take over a new planet and start a new planet we're gonna trust the clones to try to rob another planet and take goods because we can't right. trust them to fight. So we're gonna send them to do the cleanup work because we can't let them fight. We're gonna let the TK troopers take care of the fighting.
1: See, I thought it was the opposite. We're gonna send in the clones to do the dirty work, and once they've taken it out, we'll replace them with the TK troopers. Cause they'll okay bear. That might command. have been
2: okay. Fair, fair. So yeah, they were the ones fighting because it was Cody. It was Cody clones and uh Mm-hmm. okay crosshair doing the fighting then the tk troopers cha- yes yes okay now i'm following you the tk troopers stayed on the planet afterwards we're gonna let we're gonna yeah they're what? they're expendable they're expendable if they die they die we'll let them die taking the planet and we'll leave the our tk troopers to hold it right Once a lot of
0: those tk troopers were you know pretty weak and we're all hurt by the crash when they got there too. So a lot of them had to stay back. Cause uh, cause the droids actually had a uh, successful uh, hit when the ship was coming in, that part cracked me up when they shot their ship down. And he was like, nice shot.
1: Yeah. They give each other the high five. Like <laughs> now when they were in the cafeteria at the beginning, the two clone troopers were talking about the defense bill that was up for vote in the Senate. That would be the bill that starts the draft and then eliminates the clone troopers.
0: Interesting. Order Is 69.
2: The... Maybe. <laughs> so, so Alfie, I'm going to get to this point because we've been talking for a little bit. I know we, we can go probably for a little bit longer. Yeah. Why, in our text string, um, in the Jedi Council before we get on this, you alluded to the fact that this episode has implications for a new hope for andor for x y and z so what are
1: the implications one everything right so what are the the biggest implication here is if you watch this episode it shows you that you cannot openly be defiant to the empire open defiance will only lead to your destruction and like cody was trying to tell the woman it's going to be a lot worse if you defy us they're they're gonna rain fire and it's gonna be worse than if you had just complied. So to defy the empire, you have to do it covertly. You have to have the, the scars guards and the Leias and the Mon Mothmas working in the shadows. You cannot if you try to take make a stand and say our planet is neutral or we don't belong to the empire, you're dead. You're dead i agree with you but
2: is this going to become public knowledge right so is this one incident going to become something that people hear about unless we find out that Luther was like that was luthan's mom or something um or wife right like did luthan live on this planet and cody went that... somewhere cody dead yeah and we know rex is going to show up too
1: so right. rex is out there somewhere the bad batch is out there somewhere they have ties to saw guerrera um If you watch the preview for the next episode, it shows Bail Organa. So people are going to pick up on this, what happened to this planet. Yeah,
0: it's moving. Uh, Do they have next episode previews out? Because I haven't watched that actually yet.
2: They're on YouTube. All right. Supposedly, and this is something I picked up from listening to other podcasts and stuff. Supposedly, they released the episodes to the bloggers so they could write reviews and have reviews posted. So most of the video, most of the episode season has been released to like some of the bigger news medias. Um, so there are people that have, that have access to it. So you could expect nuggets of leaks to be shown. Cool. Yeah. I so, mean, I'm just, so uh... be so be aware when you're out there surfing the web, that there might be some nuggets dropped because you can't trust the people that get that information. Okay
1: before we run out of time here did you guys notice the wall that they were standing in front of cody and crosshairs yes you didn't notice that brent it was in two different scenes gigantic wall like it
0: almost looked like
1: the vietnam memorial basically that is a let me find the name here that is a war memorial to the clones lost in the first battle of geonosis and it is made from a slab of geonosian rock and for some reason i can't find the actual name of it but they I were know. separatists why would they have a memorial because they were separatists there was a separatist planet no 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 the one on coruscant oh yeah. crosshairs were standing in front of okay yeah
0: there was like glowing orange uh, lettering on right. it when, when they had that conversation
1: now that is used to be the in the middle of the Republic Center for Military Operations. It's now the Imperial Inspectorate Headquarters. And a little uh, info on that. That building was designed by Orson Krennic. Interesting. hmm It was first seen in Season 5 of the Clone Wars in the episode, The Jedi Who Knew Too Much. And which Jedi was that? I don't know. I didn't watch the episode before we got on here. Okay.
2: I mean, you have an encyclopedic knowledge. Okay. I, I I listened to the conversation, but I didn't so-
1: notice that.
0: That scene right there. That I'm yeah. holding it up on uh, YouTube. Yeah.
1: yeah. I don't know. My mind's drawing a blank on that one. I should have looked that up I apologize for that. Not being ready for that question. Terrible. Lost 20 Alfie points. Yeah. And evidently it's gone. Because you would have seen it in Andor. Because it would be outside of the ISB headquarters. Or did they just shoot it in a different angle? could be. Or they just didn't talk to each other and say, hey, this giant wall should be here with lots of...
2: I will go that they shot it at a different angle because they didn't talk to each other and say, hey, there need to be a giant wall with names on it.
1: Yeah, but there were... A- multiple statues of clone troopers in front of that so i would guess they probably took it down
2: and i'm sure they probably did because Andor's what about five to seven years yeah. forward of this ish like i mean like somewhere in that time five to ten years further forward in the timeline yeah because this is early early early
0: well i'll i'll say this and uh honestly it'll i'll I'll make this like my final uh thoughts of the episode is if, if this third episode showed us one thing it's that they've already built layers to the bad batch in the previous season i know we had a couple episodes with them in season seven of clone wars but the fact that we were able to just have a single uh episode that had to do a crosshair and that it was so intriguing honestly you know i, I just i i have a lot of hope uh I don't know. I, I'm just really excited for this. I'm I'm really enjoying this season. And you know what? It's like I, I, I because it's not live action, I feel like live action I go into it with extremely high expectations every week. And for this, I'm just watching and enjoying it. And maybe I need to do that with live action a little bit more, but 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 yeah, I I I'm just uh I'm I'm really enjoying the show and I'm excited for what we're going to get to see in this. So, that's my kind of final
1: point. Alfie, what do you got? Um, one final point going forward one, you know, I'm really looking forward to it and one little thing I caught in Crosshair's room. He still has the bad batch crate. Interesting. So, You know, there's that part of them that still hasn't let go. But yeah, I I agree with you. I think, you know, you look at it animated and you think, hey, I can turn my mind off a little bit and just have some fun. And, you know, (laughs) like I said, for a lot of this episode, it was just fun. Hey, let's blow up some clankers. You know, we've watched like, I don't know, eight seasons of The Clone Wars. So, but then, yeah, I got a little deep. I, I had to start thinking about it a little bit. I, th- I thought it was really good, and it, hopefully, this foreshadows the rest of the season. It just keeps getting better. I mean, I don't know what you guys are talking about. I felt like this was
2: just a filler episode with nothing really happening. I could see that. Yeah, it's just nothing but filler. I really hate when people say that, which is why I say it all the time. <laughs> it's it's kind of like the high ground meme, like it's oh, it's filler. I feel like it's another one of those nails on shockboard moments. Um, I don't know necessarily. I, I the Clone Wars era isn't something that I buy too much into. So I need people to help me through it, which is why I asked the Jedi who knew too much, which one was that? Um, those are the types of things. So like you're getting a mix of everything. You're getting the old clone wars for the old clone wars fans. You're getting the early empire and the early empire is becoming more and more evil. And I mean, the rebels showed how evil they could be by the burning of Tarkin town. They, um and all of that stuff from season 1 and uh, Andor shows you how evil they can be and this show is like they've gunsmoked a couple clones they killed a girl in cold blood they've done a lot of stuff with like it's so like it's it's i'm enjoying it's really twisted for me to say it that way seeing the building of the early republic or the early empire and seeing how evil it really is to see that they
1: needed to be overthrown yeah It was the episode where uh, Ahsoka was blamed for bombing the Jedi Temple. Okay. And it was Barris, right? Yeah. But yeah, that makes sense because she sneaks into the military compound and it looks so Empire rather than Republic. Yep. Yep.
0: Yeah, I mean, and and there's so many layers to this show we haven't even seen yet we still haven't even uh, seen uh, Tarkin and and like just a lot of these guys that are going to show up in this show I mean that we we still got to see palps, I mean are we going to see, are we going to see Vader this season of of the show, you know why not like. I know everybody says we make the galaxy too small. Well, the galaxy is kind of tight right now, with what's happening. And these guys are very tight to the situation. So, uh, you know, we we should see Darth Vader at
1: some point in, in the Bad Batch. Am I wrong? I wouldn't see why not. If you're on Coruscant and you're dealing with the Empire, I mean, does he have to have a speaking role? Can he just walk by in the background? I mean, what is it you want here? Like yeah. a Rogue One hallway scene? I want them to be on a planet <clears throat> similar
0: to a situation, and I'm not gonna go too long because we're at the end of this episode, but I want to see them on a planet, and I think it was in um oh my god, the force unleashed when Vader's just kind of on like a planet, just doing an attack with stormtroopers and stuff like that, where Vader's just the guy leading leading the attack. I, I just want the Bad Batch to happen to be on a planet where Vader's there and he's doing it and they're just like oh my god let's get the hell out of here he does not need to talk at all they're on a cliff they see it from up top and they just see this dude slaying people that's what i want to say although it's kind of screwed up <laughs> i want to see it because we knew it happened so that would be pretty epic it would be awesome they would just hightail it out of there and say who the hell is that guy um <clears throat> All right, well, that's a wrap for chapter 187 of Rule of the Galaxy Podcast. We had a lot of points tonight. We talked about probably the sequel trilogy more than anything tonight, and I had fun doing it. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to it. As always, you can find us at Rule the Galaxy SW at, uh, on Twitter. You could email us at Rule the Galaxy at gmail.com. You can find us on TikTok at Rule the Galaxy Podcast. And you can find us on Etsy, Rule of the Galaxy All Caps. You could buy a t shirt a nice hoodie like I got here, hat, whatever you want. We got some rule of the galaxy gear on there. So for me, from Alfie, from Brent, until the next time, may the force be with you.